0: Gather around, folks. It is the Thursday edition of the Field of 68's best bets, presented as always by our pals at Bet Rivers. We are the three-man weave. We're here to talk through all kinds of college hoops. Kai, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to you first, though, about takeaways from last night. We obviously had the crazy three overtime game in Providence. Mm-hmm. Is that your takeaway or is there something else that jumped out to you?
1: Yeah, that's got to be it, Jim. It was the game I watched because it was on the longest
0: <laughs> it was on uh, the entire night.
1: <laughs> I plan on watching Wyoming, Colorado State, and I watched about 10 minutes of it because that's how long the Providence game lasted with the whole floor issue. Uh, still an amazing game. Anytime you get triple overtime, it's awesome. Love college hoops. Love the back and forth. Providence, they sneak by again. Everyone knows the narrative. Matt, it's becoming kind of harder and harder to deny. They're a team of destiny.
2: Yeah, they're good. I I think it's at the point now where they're not even like overrated. I, I think like some of their last the, the two the, and two of their last three games, they've actually been under in their performance, like shot quality. I think had them winning last night by a fairly comfortable margin. So yeah, Providence is like pretty good, folks. Um, and when Al Durham gets back to full strength, I know he was playing banged up last night. I actually kind of like that team, and I think Ken Palm and some of the nerd balls out there. Jim, Jim, what do you think? You're, you're a little skeptical.
0: I don't think he's ever going to be full strength. He's got a sports hernia. I don't think that's getting fixed in the next two and a half weeks. So I mean, he's been playing for yeah, that a while. On it. Yeah, that's, he has, but that's true. That's kind of an issue. Bino limped off at the end, but it might've been just cramps. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I, they're, they're the ultimate debate of, do, do you buy this this crunch time clutchness that they have? Or is it something where if they had played, yeah. if they played a hundred close games, would they still only win 50 of them? Because right now it's such a small sample, Matt, and college basketball in itself is a small sample sport. So you have some outliers like that, and that's kind of what Providence is right now. But they also might be the Big East champions, so you have to call them that as well. They they could clinch that on Saturday. All right, let's get into tonight's slate. We've got some pretty quality games, especially two uh, awesome mid-major games that are actually on the outline. We'll be discussing the big one in the OVC and the Summit. Those are both on the outline, but we're starting in Big Ten country here. Ohio State headed to Illinois. The Illini trying to keep pace with Wisconsin and Purdue atop the league. They still have their sights on a potential Big Ten championship. Matt, what are you looking at in this one? Obviously, Liddell and Coburn are kind of their own animals. Neither team has a superb matchup for those guys. Does that make you like yep. the over? What, what do you think here? actually kind of like the under
2: Jim. Um, just Ohio state's recent I think, the last three or four games are playing a little bit slower or it, I could be match of dependence. So I don't want to make that uh, that, that full conclusion there, but just from what I've seen, they seem to be really uh, cozying up to that half court drag out of fair chi, And I think they control the tempo. It's not even though they're on the road. I just like the angle of the whole EJ Liddell uh, leaving his hometown state coming out of high school, uh, abandoning, the, the the in-state alliance i had to go to ohio state it's been a narrative for a, a few years now i mean he's what now a junior um but so i think there's no love lost between these two teams they played thrice last season kai Illinois got the better of ohio state in the last two meetings i think the price is sharp on the side i do lean under though
1: well matt liddell should have come to mizzou uh, a belleville guy an east st louis guy mm, he should have came to stop mizzou. put that away put that away uh, I'm going to be in attendance tonight, guys. This game, I'm excited about it. I've never been to Illinois. Uh, I've been to the school, never been to the actual venue. I'm stoked to see the real Assembly Hall, Matthew. Tough place to play. Ohio State's not been great on the road. Coming off that massive OT game with Matt's Hoosiers, probably should have lost. Got blown up by Iowa. They're so not playing great basketball right now. And Jim, this is a there, there's a lot to play for for Illinois here. They can win the Big Ten still. They're still in play for that. Still in play for that one seed. Uh, Mismatches on both ends. Coburn. Zed Key and Kyle Young, I guess you got 10 fouls. That, that's all I can say about that matchup. Liddell. And five he, Joey Brunk fouls. And, and Brunk as well. And, and Liddell, he's too versatile, right? And too good of a shooter for Coburn to guard. Williams, Grandison, Hawkins. I don't know who you put on him. So I think uh, both stars score pretty easily here. Spread feels a tad high to me, actually, after saying all that. Six, just a tad high.
0: Yeah, I, the, the spread feels a little high, but I like Illinois gut-wise. I, I think the Kofi mismatch is an issue, and teams that just have no hope of guarding him one-on-one, they're forced to double, and, and then you get the Illinois open shooters firing away from deep because their ball movement's pretty solid. Uh, I know we got scared that Trent Frazier might have been hurt a couple games mm-hmm. ago, but he uh, seems to be fine. I was actually really impressed with Illinois at Michigan State. They, they survived like a complete out-of-body experience from Tyson Walker, uh, just kept answering punch after punch after punch in a tough road environment. So I'm leaning Illinois here with their little uh, Big Ten title hopes still intact. All right, next game, guys. Gonzaga headed to San Francisco. By far the Zags' toughest road game of the year. Sorry BYU, but you're just you've fallen off a little too much to get that qualification. Yeah, they have only their fifth true road game of the entire season. Can't believe that at this point in the year for the Zags, uh, but. They have been incredible in the, in the conference, 7-3-2 against the spread in league play, Kai. The Dons, meanwhile, to feel safe on selection Sunday, probably need to win this one and to really uh, ease the sweating on that day. Yeah. Do you think they're able to get it done or at least keep it close inside the number of 10?
1: Yeah, it feels like they're in the field right now. I hope they are. Um, obviously, they solidified, like you said, today. Game one was promising if you're a Dons fan or a Dons backer, right? They got out to that 15-4 to 4 lead. Uh, then the Zags turned it on in the second half. Holmgren was immense. Temmy got his, um, besides last year, I was looking back besides last year, Todd Golden's done pretty good against Gonzaga. Uh, last year, Gonzaga was on a different level, but the year before they played him close in, in two or three games, he'll have something up his sleeve. This game, I, I, I sort of lean the under in this one, Matt, USF's not going to, uh, or they're going to try not to let the Zags beat them in transition, probably slow the pace down, uh, to, to limit possessions in this game. So when you look at that angle and, and the game plan, San Francisco is going to bring slowing it down. I do lean towards the Don's at plus ten and towards the under.
2: Yeah, I like if you're going to back Don's, um, which I know we're all tempted to do because we have some behind the scenes biases there. I think the play is first half. I think they scheme pretty well, and at some point in the game, as we've seen, like in the last four to five matchups, this actual talent just kind of overwhelms. So I, I would take if you're going to you know fade. Gonzaga in the WCC, which, by the way, has been a, a losing endeavor so far this season. Jim, I think the time to do it is to kind of cut that time frame right into those first twenty minutes when Golden has a bunch of set plays and designs up his sleeve. But over the full forty minutes, I think the next talent does sort of play out. And when you get to like that seven eight point margin. I think that home court juice, uh, which should be a pretty good home crowd, they're up on the hilltop at War Memorial, kind of lose its luster. I'd be afraid to take the points full game, but I go and hop in uh, first half plus six. I think is the consensus price. I I
0: I think it's I think it's the Zags guys. I think the last two games they have not covered. I feel like they've been a little bit playing with their food ish, uh, kind of not bored, but this is like okay time to get up, play your best against a team that's actually going to demand your best. This is the lowest. Uh, number that they've been laying since mid December, like they, mm. they have not been this, uh, or at least the competition hasn't been this close to them. Uh, so I think that matters a little bit. I, I am more zags here, despite uh, the the San Fran potential for for competition with the way uh, golden game plans against them. It's it's the zags for me, uh, you're right, I, Jim. They
2: have not covered their last three, but seven and three. Uh, I guess they were seven and zero oh coming into that or that so stretch seven, against, seven, the three in and against the number in conference. Against the
0: number, yep, play. yeah,
2: yeah.
0: Uh, all right, let's go to. Uh, we'll, we'll stay west. We'll go up to the Pacific Northwest here. Oregon hosting UCLA. Guys, I, I don't know if we know this, but Mick Cronin has yet to win or cover against Dana Altman since arriving at UCLA. He's zero wow. three. Hmm. But there's a little bit of a revenge angle here after the Ducks got it done in LA the first time around. Matt, what are you thinking of this matchup?
2: I watched the Oregon-Arizona game pretty closely, and as impressed as I was by Oregon's offense and shot making, specifically Quincy Garrier, uh, was really uninspired by their defense. I think the difference here, though, against UCLA is that they're not going to punish the Ducks inside. Uh, I, I think there's something in the matchup edge that shined through in that first meeting when Oregon beat UCLA in Westwood. Now, I know a handicapping angle I've been playing a lot recently is the going against that, uh, you know, the away flip flop, as we call it. So I'm going against the tide on that one, Kai, but this is my best bet, uh, which has gone so splendidly terribly the last few weeks. But I think the Ducks hit it home um, at this hype home spot in a desperate situation. Need this game like blood. Um, And obviously, UCLA may not be 100% on Tiger Campbell's Dicey and a few other guys. They're not 100%. So they feel like they're. While they're coming off a three-game win streak, they're limping at this point, and the Ducks just need this game badly. And I like him at the pit, so plus three. Boom. Best bet. Bait it.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, Tiger Campbell and Peyton Watson, questionable for this game. Duzang uh, played 34 minutes after the scooter incident, so he's, he seems fine. Um, good for him. Wait a Way to get back on the scooter, Johnny. The scooter uh, incident is so absurd. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Oregon needs this win, man. I'm not sure they can sweep UCLA. That, that angle kind of worries me um honestly at the the, you know oregon beats them at at ucla i'm not sure they can do it twice in a season they absolutely need it and matt you mentioned defense they clamped down on the game one that that was part of the reason they won um they they really held ucla to a, a decent percentage from the field they made few mistakes they got to the free throw line they played a really good game probably their best game all year i think it's a good line plus three again i lean the ducks but a little bit scared of the revenge factor
0: Yeah, I lean to the Ducks as well. I I almost uh, wasn't going to make him a best bet on here, but I almost bet it myself. Didn't end up doing it because of that angle. Uh, I think Campbell plays. That's just kind of like my my gut sense. Um, I I don't know what the status is of his shoulder other than the game time decision. I don't have any inside info, but just kind of a a hunch that he's going to be out there tonight, especially since they lost the first game to Oregon. I think he's going to want to do everything possible to play. Uh, okay, well, good luck to Matthias on his plus three. Best Thank guy. you. I will need it. <laughs> All right, let's go to another plus three spread here, guys. Murray State hosting Belmont, another revenge spot, another road revenge spot. Only this time, the team looking for revenge is the underdog. Belmont lost at home to Murray in the first game. Spreads a little lower than Mr. Pomeroy has it, Kai. Do we think he's? Uh, do we think the odds makers are on to something, lowering it there?
1: Yeah, super interesting here. Ken Palms has got this at six which would have been too high. I would have taken Belmont. Um, smart by the odds makers, but do we think Murray State's equal to Belmont right now? I mean, I think Murray's proven to be the much better team here, and mm-hmm. winning by over 20 points in that first matchup kind of proves that this matchup h- has been tough for Belmont in the re- in recent history because Murray State's so athletic. Um, they Belmont struggles with athletic teams, and Murray is the definition of athletic. Now, Matt, having said that, the narrative around Murray State going undefeated in the OVC, sweeping Belmont in the process. That's kind of hard for me to get behind. I can see Belmont winning this outright. Three is too short for me to take. Uh, I'd probably do a little money line special, if anything, in this game. Um, but yeah, I think the spread's a little too short if you're looking for a pure number perspective.
2: Yeah. I was hoping the odds makers would drill Kemp and the other analytic projections that have this closer to five, six, but I think they made the right adjustment Uh, first game closed plus six. So uh, flipping it all the way to minus six would be a little bit too uh, seismic of a change, even though Murray's been pretty much a juggernaut since then. It's you can, you can certainly justify that price would be um, reasonable. I kind of lean Murray to be honest. Like I'm going to go all the other, like the whole, the other end of the spectrum, just given where this price is sitting, I just think they're better. Um, And while we tend to maybe give the coaching edge and the intelligence edge to Murray, I'm sorry, Belmont in this matchup. I just think Murray's just better, Jim. Pretty simple for me.
0: Yeah. The athleticism edge is huge for Murray and that's shown to be a a real bugaboo for Belmont teams that are more athletic than them really give them problems. Uh, The first game is is odd. I mean, Murray came out on fire. They made eight threes in the first 12 minutes, like just completely (laughs) put, put on a, a rainstorm on Belmont. They never really had a chance so I don't think we see that again here, but I just think that athleticism, edge is too big, Matt. The number's too short. As much as I sort of maybe gut was thinking, oh, Belmont gets him back, uh, I would be more inclined to bet Murray at this price because of the matchup. All right, that wraps up the first portion. Let's get to chat mob, guys. I know there are a lot of questions flowing in. We've got Oof. some uh, on the outline later, guys, just to, so everybody knows. Arizona, Utah, Maryland, Indiana. Temple Memphis and South Dakota State Oral Roberts. So we will get to those after Chat Mob. But Matt, hit us with the initial batch of questions.
2: Well, we got to hit off our mobster locks of the day. Uh, Obviously, our beacon, Patty Taylor, rolling 11 and six on the year. Kai, he loves Murray, minus three. So it sounds like he's picking up or picking up what we're putting down there. Uh, Michael Zhang loves UNC Wilmington plus five, Florida Atlantic plus one in Middle Tennessee, minus six and a half. And he agrees with the Oregon Ducks late night special that I just endorsed for best bet. Jim, thoughts on middle Tennessee. I know you highlighted this game as a huge discrepancy between Ken Palm's line and the actual uh, thoughts on this one. And Kyle, I'll go to you for the other two. UNC went and Florida Atlantic.
0: Yeah, it might be the biggest I've ever seen. Uh, Ken Palm's got middle Tennessee minus 14 or excuse me, minus 13. We're seeing six and a half in real life. So half of the spread that that's kind of crazy to me, but middle Tennessee has been a cover machine as a favorite, as a dog doesn't matter. Marshall is playing a little bit better. And I mean, man, preseason expectations. Marshall is top five in COSA, Middle Tennessee with a blast. But I think you got to throw them out at this point. Uh, I would probably lean towards riding the scorching hot blue Raiders. I I just, I don't really trust Marshall right now. And I don't want to get in front of Middle Tennessee.
2: seems like books have made a killing off of the cute smart money, uh, which was mine for a good chunk. People trying to bet on Marshall's bounce back, but it just really hasn't come. Kai, thoughts on the other two there, Wilmington or FAU?
1: Uh well, I think you have to lean Wilmington. The the spreads kind of kind of jumps out at you like wow, plus five, plus four and a half. That seems wrong. But Drexel, remember, they were up 18 in the first matchup without uh Okros yep. in the lineup. Wilmington did its usual pull rabbit out of the hat trick. You know, perhaps to bounce back here for Drexel. Uh I'd lean towards Wilmington on the number. And then what's the other one, Matt? Ford Atlantic?
2: Yeah, FAU. I think at Old Dominion. Yeah, Another On the road, FAU. Out there. yeah. I, I yep. think
1: Pick's a correct line here. Uh, Old Dominion's playing a lot better. I watched them against UAB, probably the be- best game they've played all year. They were really good, <clears throat> so I, I was impressed by them. Um, I'm not interested in fading FAU, though. That team is on a roll as well.
0: Yeah, they've lost three in a row. The, the three-point shooting's come down to earth a little bit. Uh, yep. It was kind of the aberrational most of January that they had going on, so I, I'm kind of just shrugging at that game. WK yeah, North
1: Texas,
2: Middle Tennessee, tough, tough three game stretch. For yeah, sure. true. So, uh, they don't scare me as much away from uh, from Boca Raton. Jim Lanty thinking about making South Dakota State as I I think that's what he's implying with S.O.D.S. on the outline. It is. We'll save that one. But great matchup there. Headed to Oral Bob. Ray Reyes wants to make Charleston plus four his best bet. Also looking at Omaha plus thirteen. Kai, any takes on either of those? He comments that there's no defense on either side, and that is an understatement when you talk about Nebraska-Omaha basketball. Um, Just for context, Omaha trailing to Macomb to take on Western Illinois. Uh, I have no take here, Kai. Omaha's awful. I have no interest in backing that team.
1: Yeah, they're super bad, but it does feel a little bit high. The only issue is it's going to play to a high possession. So when you see 13... It's really not thirteen. It's probably closer to like a ten in, in the in the eyes of how many possessions this game's going to be because both teams like to run. Um, there, there's probably going to be seventy five plus possessions.
2: Jim, uh, we're looking at Big E Sports Ticket loves Detroit Mercy plus one and a half at home hosting Cleveland State. The Vikings' Horizon's always kind of a wild topsy turry league, especially at this point in the season. Any angle here?
0: Yeah, I, just, I, I think because of that topsy-turviness, I lean towards Detroit. I don't see Cleveland State so. separating themselves and being like the clear conference winner by multiple games. I think they come back to the pack a little bit here. We get kind of more parity that we expect. Uh, Detroit's been playing uh, better lately. Antoine Davis really asserting his dominance. Uh, they haven't gotten a keck back. They're arguably second-best player, so they're shorthanded. So be careful, but uh, I would lean towards Detroit.
2: Hi, Brian G, uh, also endorsing the San Fran game we just talked about earlier, but has Memphis circled as one of his best bets? They are on the outline, it's on the, it's on the outline, outline. Well. that's right, it is. Um, and I recap really know what it on pick the outline. Up. Come on, bud, I know I'm sorry, I got too many games here, guys. I'm, I'm drowning. All right, just general questions from the crew. Lonzi yes, Southern Utah, Montana, is that also on the outline too? It feels like it should be pretty big, big sky game. Uh, high scoring. Montana, Jim, the Grizz have been a semi-cover machine for us this season, surprisingly, after they scarred us in years past. No real take on this game. I think the price is a little bit high, though, if I'm being honest.
0: Yeah, I lean towards Montana. I still think they're thinking about last year's blown games, both in Cedar City. They got one form of revenge of it at home, but I think they at the very least keep it closed and, and potentially win out right.
2: Yeah, it's been bet down. It's from open at six and a half, now down to five and a half. There's south. Southern Utah laying the points at home. Uh, Matthew Akers asked about Weber State. Portland State were staying out there in big sky country. Kai, your Weber State. Well, are they, are they your team? I think like they're kind of your team this year. I huh? like Weber
1: State. Sure. I like them as a team, Matt, but hey, Portland State's been chippy, been uh scrappy. And five might be a little too high. I picked that up lean, a point. Yeah. I actually lean against the team and and slightly to PSU here. Weber's lost four or five. They're they're
2: kind of in a rough. Yeah. Run. Weird. I know. Kind of hitting a wall. It's surprising. I thought they would be awesome with how good Bassett was playing there uh, about a month ago. Jim Ryan N has a two for Portland Pacific and DePaul Georgetown. I don't really feel like DePaul Georgetown deserves to be discussed, um, but this is Georgetown's only hope to get a Big East win this season. Um,
0: Any angle in this one? Well, David Jones might still be out for DePaul. That's kind of a bummer, but it feels like DePaul or nothing. Georgetown is terrible. I, I just don't want to be that. That is a prime falling knife scenario. Like yeah. I'm, I'm going to find the one Georgetown win in the Big East. Like it's a needle in a haystack. You don't need to seek it out. Um, the other one, Matt, what, what was the other one? Oh, Portland, Every, well, Everyone Portland's loves Portland. Bet, so,
2: okay. Yeah. You know. the whole mob agrees with you. So it's a whole contingent of an army on the pilot. So lay it out.
0: Uh, yeah, so I, let me get the updated spread. It is still plus one what I'm seeing at Bet Rivers. Yeah, uh, but yeah, well. I, the pilots are just better. I, I filtered Bart Horik since the beginning of February, guys. Portland's like a top 60 team and Pacific is <laughs> 250th still. Uh, so I'm going to ride that current form. I think they have they have really uncovered something. They found something that they're much better coached right now, I think with Shantae Leggins in charge. Give me the pilots as a slight dog to win on the road.
2: Love it. Uh, Kai, I'm going with a Big West special for you here. Jets Pete asking about Fullerton Irvine. He's like, I got Fullerton rated higher than Irvine, but yet some money's come in on Irvine. Short road favorite laying a fuel goal. Irvine's been really good. I I think you look at what the spread was going to be preseason, given how Irvine's played recently too. I kind of lean Irvine.
1: Yeah, I mean, I have Irvine rated ahead of Fullerton. um, Records be damned. But I think three is a little bit too high. Um, for Fullerton, they're not that much worse. They're not a six point dog in a neutral, in my opinion, um, against Irvine. Maybe home court's not a full three here. Uh, but yeah, I lean towards Fullerton
2: plus three for sure. Jim, you talked about the topsy turviness of the horizon. There's two from Ryan A in this conference Fort Wayne, Oakland, Youngstown, Wright State. Man, Oakland's in a rut right now. Uh, speaking of teams that have hit a wall, uh, starting to go into a little mini tailspin before conference tournament, any takes on these two
0: games? Sort of think Oakland gets back on track, but I've thought that a couple times recently, and they blew that lead to Wright State. I thought they were going to pull away in that one and they ended up collapsing. Uh, so I, that's probably my strongest take, but I'm, I'm holding off on dealing with the, the horizon until the comments turn than that. Yeah, I, I agree.
2: Kyle, let's get one more here and get back to the alley. i have got a ton more that I have not hit yet here. Uh, Jay Rush, I'm sorry, Larry Gibson, pardon me, Asking about Louisiana Tech versus Rice. Uh, my Owls are hosting... LaTeX Tech at home. Uh, Plus five is the current number. I think it's been bet up a half point. Big total. Uh, Points should be in abundance here. Any thoughts?
1: I kind of lean towards Rice at five. Uh, Nothing strong here. Hate fading Louisiana Tech. Um, And Rice is kind of on a skid right now. But lean their way slightly at five. All right,
2: let's go back to the line here. A couple of total questions. I'll hold for those until the end, though.
0: All righty, let's go to Utah, Arizona starting the first leg of the mountain trip here, guys, heading to elevation. They've been seemingly impervious to most road environments other than losing at UCLA. Wildcats have been a juggernaut, Kai. Do we think that continues against Utah, who I actually think has trended up a little bit recently, but maybe not enough to compete with Arizona?
1: Yeah, they certainly turned it up. They've uh, they've had two road wins in a row. They played Oregon close, played Colorado close, but... I don't think they can hang with Arizona, period. I mean, the first game, 18-point win in Arizona. They were up 23. Now, no Carlson in that game for Utah. Obviously, super important. Maybe their most important player. But no Kirk Chrissa either for Arizona in that game, uh, point guard. I just think it's too much of a mismatch, uh, especially inside, especially on the glass. Utah, ninth in two-point field goal percentage defense in the Pac-12. Eighth in defensive rebounding rate. Arizona is going to exploit both, even if it's at Utah, or even even though it is, it is at Utah in elevation, tough home court, I think towards Arizona, Matt.
0: Carlson's also a game-time decision for this. Yeah, one, game. With an ankle yep. injury. he's Which huge.
2: Is huge. The that's the whole handicap yeah. right there. I actually would be taking Utah this for the second leg of the mountain trip, but uh, tough spot for Craig Smith here, young team having to get Arizona with a little bit of rest on that first leg. I actually like this Utah team, the way they're starting to trend. The problem is that they just can't play close games. So I all, tend to think they're a little bit undervalued because of how they've blown some... Uh, some leads late and or given away close games in the final five to seven minutes. Uh, all that said though, again, I'm not in a rush to back them without knowing Carlson's status. And again, that first like the mountain trip doesn't quite have that true home court uh, juice that you need here to, to feel good about laying or sorry, catching 11 against Arizona.
0: Hey, Utah just won by four and one by two in the Bay area trip. So they won a couple of close games. They've actually started to trend up yeah, there. True. Maybe that's the start of uh, some of their bad luck evening out late in games. Uh, yeah, I've number-wise, lean towards Utah, but I have not enjoyed the, like, one or two times I've bet against Arizona, and I love that team, so I will not be betting against them again mm. today. All right, let's go to Big Ten country, Matt. Your Hoosiers, they are hosting Maryland. They, they, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. You have to win this game. If you're Indiana, yeah. you have to. If you have any hopes of making the NCAA tournament, tough schedule on the stretch, just dropped one on the road at Ohio State. That was a big chance. Do we get just angry, motivated Hoosiers home run effort, or is Maryland playing spoiler tonight?
2: No, this is the time to back IU. I know the status of Galloway is up in the air, and we tend to agree that he matters just because that backcourt is in complete shambles. I'm tired of watching Xavier Johnson orchestrate an offense. He is a –
0: Uh-oh. Internet issues for old Matthias. How's This is what happens happens when you talk about Xavier Johnson, and it's just the internet does not want you to to discuss him. Uh, I think, yeah, the point he's making is Galloway was out last game. I think I'm frozen. uh, Christian Lander was out. Matt, you're back. Uh, All right. Yeah, Lander was out last game. You're back. What
1: what, what do you think? Uh, This felt short. Indiana, very good at home. They're on that five game losing streak. They need this game for the tournament. Uh, I am a little bit worried about Galloway being out. Anthony Leal should not be playing minutes for this team uh, not a big team uh, <laughs> so if, if he has to play I mean that's just it's bad news for Indiana and Maryland has been better they, they beat Nebraska and Penn State not super impressive but they're winning um, I, I think they can hang around in this game I don't think they have an answer for TJD or race uh, and, and Indiana certainly has to stay out of foul trouble the Terps tend to live the line and that's been one of Indiana's big issues uh, second to last and free throw rate allowed, free throw rate allowed in the Big Ten um, that they've been very much struggling with that defensively. So I don't know. There's a couple angles here, Jim. I tend to lean towards Indiana spread short desperation mode for the Hoosiers.
0: Yeah. I, Indiana at home, I think has given some really strong efforts. I think, uh, you know, they won by 13 at Maryland. I think comparing this more to like the home Penn state game or the home Ohio state game where it was close. And then they were able to extend. That's more what I see happening here with the Hoosiers, Matt. I don't know if you're back. You want to finish your take here in this game? No,
2: you guys hit it all. I caught the uh, latter half. I think IE rolls here. That's my take. But yes, I am ice cold, and how, how fitting that I just froze there. <laughs> I'm going to try and switch my Wi-Fi on the fly. It
0: could go poorly. Don't, don't do that. That's like a okay. terrible choice. You've been fine for most of the show. Yeah. Keep it up. All right, two okay. more games on the outline here. Uh, we'll go to the summit. The big fireworks show, the one of the highest totals in the entire season, 168 was the opener I saw. South Dakota State, Oral Roberts, two incredible offenses, two great shooting teams. Man, Kai, what, what do you see with this one? I, South Dakota State's basically clinched the league already, but yeah, I'm sure Oral Roberts wants to get some confidence going into the Summit tournament. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I think they have clinched the one already, which is crazy. <laughs> They're just so good. Uh, high scoring, lots of possessions, lots of efficiency. Now, the last game, 71 possessions only. Seems a little bit short, 158 points last year. 82, 78, and 74 possessions, 189, 175, 178 points. I think it's going to be points, points, points galore. I know the total is sky high, but I'd still probably lean towards the over. Matt, South Dakota State is the best shooting team in the country, not even close from, from three-point land. Um, they're also the best defense in the Summit. Food for thought here. I think Earl Roberts scores um, with, with no issue, but it's worth noting. Summit's a pretty efficient league, so being the big, the best defense is like the smartest room, smartest guy in the room, a bunch of dumb dumbs, right, Matthew? <laughs> Careful how you word that one, Kai. Dumb dumbs.
2: Yeah, we, we, we got it. Uh, no, a lot of people love the over in this, in this matchup as well. Kai, just heard of the chat mob, It's been uh, rapid fire takes. Down. It's been bet down. I mean, it's a big-ass number, so I get why it's been bet down, I guess, just from a pure pricing perspective. But no, I take the over here. We talked about how Summit Overs have been a cash cow for much of the season. Um, and you're right, South Dakota State with the clinching of that conference title they already don't play much defense. You got to think their defense will be especially apathetic. And again, I don't really need to win. And I love Isaac McBride. He's kind of the forgotten horse in that backcourt alongside oral Robert, or sorry, alongside Max a Smith. Uh, he can get to the rim at will against this premier defense, assuming uh, their best premier defender. Uh, who is that? Is that Shireman probably for the Jack bunnies gets, gets the, uh, the ace miss assignment.
0: Yeah, man, I, I like the idea of calling Oral Roberts' the best player just Oral Roberts. It's like a title that transfers. Oh, Max <laughs> Aitmus has graduated. We have a new honorary Oral the Roberts
2: University of Max Aitmus. Yeah, yeah,
0: uh, yeah. I I don't have a strong take on the total, to be honest, but I kind of think the Jack Bunnies take care of business. I think they want that undefeated run through the league. They're just better. I, Kai, that, that point about the defense is nuts. Like everybody thinks about their offense, but yep. in a league full of terrible defenses, they have. Somehow had the best one. Their efficiency margins crazy in conference. All right, last one on the outline, Temple at Memphis. The Tigers coming off a disappointing loss at SMU. Got kind of smacked by the Ponies. Now they're hosting Temple. I could see Matt this being a little bit of a letdown for Memphis. You know, like they had been riding high, feeling good about themselves, and they got punched in the mouth. I don't know if they can come out and and dominate a Temple team that's actually been really feisty this year. Been very impressed by the Owls under Aaron McKee. Do you think they keep it within single digits and cover? Yeah, I
2: mean, you got Damian Dunn last game. I and mean, my take on this was, if you have Dunn and Strickland in the backcourt with how hot they can get, and with the emergence of guys like Nick Jordan and those forwards up front, I think Temple's a good team. Like, we've gone back and forth on the Temple sucks, Temple's good, Temple sucks. But I think Temple's good. And I've had some injuries, but even without Williams, as long as you get Dunn and Strickland and their Kai, um, I'm not going to call him a live dog tonight, but you can certainly – uh, see a scenario in which the old Memphis demons uh, uh, come back to life and the FedEx form gets a little bit angsty there and, and they're sort of, you know, up a or too late. And and we know that late game execution isn't always the best under the Penny Hardaway watch. So I kind of lean owls, yeah. Uh,
1: must win for Memphis, but Temple's no slouch. Uh, weird physical team, super young talent. Temple's fourth in the AAC uh, right, right now, currently, which is wild. And hey, Aaron McKee called it, man, and he said, they're going to be a lot better this year and it's a good program. It's a great program. Historically, we, we should not be super surprised, but from where they were last year to this year, it's impressive. Um, Obviously the athleticism advantage uh, and the glass advantage is going to be an issue for Temple. DeAndre Williams, there is no answer for him. The backcourt battle is interesting though. Both teams have a lot of size on the perimeter. You could argue Temple is better equipped to handle Memphis's perimeter size uh, than most teams in the country and 12 points Feels like an awful lot uh, uh, for the way Temple's been playing lately. So I'd probably lean towards the Owls here.
0: Yeah, it, the number just feels a tad high. I, I've high. been very impressed with uh, Temple. Their dif- their defense, especially, like McKee has consistently done that year after year. Uh, the offense has had some pretty bad lulls, but defensively, they're they're fairly consistent. I think they can take advantage of Memphis team that I would imagine gets kind of impatient. They're not getting easy yeah. shots. They'll turn the ball over, take bad ones. Uh, I think Temple can take advantage of that the better coach team. How about that guys? Yeah. Yeah. That's like oh, yeah. 357
1: teams when compared to Memphis. <laughs> yeah.
0: Sad, sad, but true. All right. Yep. Let's get back to chat mob. Hopefully we don't lose our, our czar during this portion of the show. Make yeah. sure to hit the like button as we're answering questions. Definitely appreciate that. Matt, what do you got?
2: All right. Come on, internet dig deep here. Fight for me. Uh, Jim Colorado, the buffs are hosting Arizona state. A couple of questions coming in, in the chat on this one. Playing six to my Sun Devils, um, who have been, again, erratic, but I think better than that sort of uh, d- the despair of situation they were in in late January. What are you looking at here?
0: Sort of leans towards Arizona State with the number, Matt, but I'm worried they played a bunch of really good games in a row, and now they're going to altitude. I could see this one being a clunker. If they play really well in this one, I will be fading them big time at Utah in the second leg of the mountain trip. So yeah, just
2: something to look out for. Especially if Carlson's back. Uh Kai, Colonial, seems like your league. I'm going to call it your league for the sake for the of this question. I like the league, yes. You do. We all do. But you especially yeah. have a good pulse on it. Okay. Sean Scott asking about Hofstra versus Elon. I know we've had some bitter disputes over our Phoenix. Um, Hofstra, the pride laying two touchdowns. Is that too many? Yeah, it's way too high. I, 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 lean, high towards,
1: too. I lean towards Elon plus 14.
2: So high. Uh, it's so high. I agree. Okay, Jim, uh, Pat Taylor, a ton of chatter asking about South Dakota, UMKC on both side in total. We talked about how Kangaroo overs have been a sneaky good bet because the whole Billy Donlin perception is being debunked. They're playing with faster, haven't actually defended at the high level they did last year. And South Dakota can score against anyone because Todd Lee's offense is sublime. Do you agree with that angle?
0: Sort of. Yeah. I mean, I thought when Xavier Fuller came back, South Dakota would actually struggle a little more offensively because he's an inefficient black hole. But they've figured out a little more balance. Uh, I think they had some things click while he was out with his injury. Uh, kind of like UMKC, too. It seemed like the chat was pretty on the kangaroos. They've been terrific. They're up to 11 and five in the league. Actually having an offense is a miracle for Mr. Donaldson. So slightly towards the kangaroos on the road. Uh,
2: Kai, we're going to you out to the island, baby. My Bo's hosting Cal Poly. I think this is an absolute bloodbath. We talked about this on our other program. Any shot, any prayer for the Mustangs headed out west?
1: No, there is no prayer for the Mustangs,
2: Matt. I, they're going to get slaughtered. Hawaii minus 12 for sure. Yeah, I like minus 12. This feels a little cheap. I know Hawaii plays slow and they have, eh, they're not always the most fun to watch offensively, but I don't think that Poly scores more than 45 in this game. Um, Jim, Ryan A, two for FIU Charlotte and Winthrop USC Upstate. Man, I have no feeling that big South conference. So I'm going to hard pass on that. Any take on FIU Charlotte? I know there's actually been some money on the Panthers, surprisingly, a team that's been kind of a disaster this year.
0: A little surprised that I, I really like Charlotte. I think they've been pretty good lately. Musa Jallo has been out of the lineup, though, and he's arguably their best defender. I think that's helped overs be a little bit of a thing for Charlotte. Uh, And my guy, Ali Khalifa, this was pointed out to me by our our buddy, Mike O'Donnell, has become kind of like the post-passer, the Max Fiedler of their squad. They play through him in the high post. Terrific, terrific passer to the back door or skip passes to shooters. Kind of lean towards Charlotte, Matthew.
2: Don't hate it. Matthew Akers, a few others, Kai, asking about Seattle, Utah Valley. My Red Hawks against the Wolverines. I don't think anyone has a strong take on that team in general. Um, But, I mean, pretty – stark stylistic clash right you have the guards of seattle versus the bigs of utah valley what gives uh, i think it's a
1: good line uh utah valley's home court should be respected um they're very good there they they can play with anybody in this league even the top dogs like seattle so i think it's a fair line minus two
2: and a half i, I really don't have a plan on that one yeah tough i think both teams are kind of tough here. i worry i overreacted to seattle's um initial surge i, I could have them overrated at this point
0: That's a neither team can stop the other game where? Yeah, my over goes nuts, and Seattle's guards go nuts.
2: I think. It's been bet up to one forty to one thirty-seven. So yeah, I think some people are picking that up too, Jim. Um, David Connolly, Kai, Sienna Quinnipiac. He goes, I cannot figure out Sienna for the life of me. And I have a good pulse on my Saints. I have not been betting in the last few games. It just seems like the market finally caught up with a team that I was really high on, and now they're just in the vintage whack a mole nature of the MWAC. Mm-hmm. This is the hardest of stayaways. Any take here?
1: uh always go with the dog in the mac battles boom yeah. that's road team it. and the, the road, dog. Team. Ro- road yep.
2: dog sienna which would be sienna yep i agree <laughs> that's a pretty simple handicap for me yep uh oh uh jim i don't even want to talk about this game i feel like there's some you know maybe i won't maybe i'll skip this it's bryant st francis i feel like we shouldn't talk about it for the sake let's of talk our, about our wallets it. let's talk about it jim your thoughts
0: come on right. wagner Brian's way better. I I, yeah. I, I I, like I know this is probably partially reverse jinx, but I, I just think they're going to crush him. Uh, they're, yeah. they're highly motivated to stay within a game of Wagner. Maybe there's some look ahead aspect to playing Wagner on Saturday and that, that big revenge potentially for the title. But four points, that was that was too low. I made this like seven or eight. Kai. So I lean towards the Bulldogs. I think it's way too low, too
2: hi speaking of Wagner uh which is obviously where the the implication of that game is for us uh, they are playing a game tonight as well playing mm-hmm. fairly Dickinson a young not very good basketball team but man I just get a weird sensation that Wagner's going to let this team back in the game late as they tend to do with crap teams and we're going to be clenching our buttholes late what do you think <laughs>
1: uh yeah I'd probably lean towards the Knights um sure it might be slight hedge but 12 and a half point dog at home to a team missing one of its better players. in, in Elijah Ford. Uh, yeah. I I'd lean towards fairly Dick- Dickinson. I do too.
2: How about a really niche team total first half question here. Gonzaga over 40 and a half. First half. I forgot who asked those questions back in my totals section here of my, uh, my outline thoughts, Jim off the top of your head. I'm, I'm, Any, on which one? The Gonzaga over team total 40 and a half. First half against San Francisco.
0: No, oh, I, I think San Francisco is going to try really hard to keep that game slow. And like you were saying, if, if San Francisco is going to compete, it's likely from the jump uh, and doesn't yeah, right. get run off the floor right away. So I'm, I'm shaky. Stay away on that.
2: Uh, Kai, a couple of folks asking about some OVC totals. I know you have one teed up for your best bet, so I will holster that one. Another one. Jim, Jim does. <laughs> Jim does. Excuse me. Seema uh, UT Martin 156 and a half. Yeah, I think there's no, off, no defense played in this game. So it almost feels too low to me. I guess I'd lean over. I don't have a take though. I don't really either. Jim Charleston Delaware over one fifty two. I don't ask about totals. I, I just feel like we're better at totals, so people now ask us about totals. So
0: oh okay. <laughs> my 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 perception was that Delaware is definitely an over team with Painter out because they like to play faster, a lot of four smalls. But their last couple games haven't been the high scoring shootouts that I would have expected. That said, I think that's probably an over game. Agree.
2: Yeah, and, and cars are pretty good even without Painter, but they need Painter badly. Um. A couple of folks asked about Buffalo in North Texas. So Kai Buffalo headed to NIU who's been better as of late, but Buffalo, I think again, we talk about how they sent, they tend to be a pretty good bet uh, against the lower, uh, the lower class of the Mac did not cover against Miami. Um, a Delante Brown aided Miami team. Any thoughts on this one? Buffalo should kill them.
1: I don't know how NIU has been winning or staying close to games. because I the team their the roster decrepit their roster is horrible. They are terrible, like terrible. Like, Awful. Sorry. I, I angry. I, <laughs> I, I got angry watching NIU. Because How because I really I, feel about that? I bet guy. them a while ago because Chicago State, they looked like they didn't have any D1 players in their team. Like one guy, maybe. Um, but they've been winning. They've been playing well. 11 and a half.
2: I don't know. Could go either way on that one. Once well, upon a time, they beat Washington in Seattle, but I guess that's not really that impressive <laughs> yeah, in this I context. It, they're um, a weird team. Jim, I know I've been the token... Or not token. I've just been slow to adapt with the mean green and how good they've been they opened as a 22 point favorite three touchdowns in a conference game against southern miss it's been bet down to 20 uh this is the ultimate sell high by low i guess i don't know what are you looking at here
0: matt this game feels like loyola evansville
2: yeah honest. great comp love that well, comp.
0: massive spread low total favorites kind of in a weird spot and Loyola won by 50. North Texas has the incentive to win by 50 as well because of their bubble status and potentially wanting yeah. to improve their metrics. I am not touching Southern Miss against the team that I fully respect.
2: Yeah, they're under like 345 in Kempom. Um, I think you're right. The handicapping angle is like, you bet Southern Miss here, but I just think these two teams are an exception. I The, the Jay, Ladler, Jay Ladner press conferences are rather dire. I think he is on the way out there. Uh, Kai, Jared Harper, uh, not to be confused with, the real Jared Harper. Maybe it is. Then no he's a fan of the that. show or not. Yeah. We don't know. Maybe he's a fan of the show. Um, good to have you on the gambling train, sir. If it is re- the real you Long Beach State, let's go, out West. Playing eight against UC San Diego. Um, this is again not a conference game because the big west does not allow them to. What's so stupid. Anyway, thoughts on this game? Yeah. Uh
1: good line. Probably in towards the beach, but I got nothing strong. Yeah,
2: beach uh,
0: them at UC San Diego. Yes,
2: they did. Scrolling through here, I think I missed a few. Mm. Eh. I think that might be it. Actually, might be time to go to Best Bets. it out. Any last some, at the horn somebody questions? Wanted
0: to, somebody wanted IUPUI discussed. Uh, they are hosting Milwaukee. That is the Trash Man game of the day, folks. That is ugly. Mm. I can't oh, yeah. really recommend Poor. betting on either one of those. Patrick Baldwin Jr. Maybe out again. That's I, IUPUI is like actually more competitive than Milwaukee at this point. So I don't know.
2: Milwaukee plays defense. They actually got some size up front. They don't know how to
1: play offense, but they play decent defense. I lean Milwaukee. This feels like a game they just pop them. I'll
0: say Man. under. God,
2: I'll I, say good under. luck to you. Yeah, it's low one twenty two. Okay, that's all we got. Let's go best bets here.
0: All right, best bets. Matt lead us off or recap yours.
2: Uh, Oregon plus three. I mean, I don't know. Do people really care about my rationale at this point? I just hope it hits, and I hope I get on the w- right side of the winning streak, start my own, and let's turn this final stretch into a uh, a profitable one. Jimbo and Kai. Carry me, please. Continue. Continue to do so.
1: Hey, I haven't given away my best bet yet. Here it is. Secret. UC Davis, plus two. My best bet. I think they should be favored. Uh, Santa Barbara's had an impressive win over Beach, but not the same team as last year. They're vulnerable on the road. They're not going to turn Davis over. Davis is the best ball handling team in the conference. Davis is going to own the glass. One concern is So, or excuse me, whatever you pronounce his name, for Santa Barbara, their best player inside, Need a nig way to stay out of foul trouble for Davis. He is key for that team. Davis plus two, best bet.
0: Love it, love it. Kai, Barbara coming off that big win. I think maybe getting letting down yeah. there for sure. Uh, my best bets. I had Portland plus one. That's my side of the day. And then of course I wouldn't let you guys go without an under. Jimmy unders here. Uh, I'm swiping an angle from Kai here. Austin P and the SIU Edwardsville under. It's 128.5 is what it says. It's been bet down a point. SIUE has been a money under team without Rashawn Taylor, their best offensive player and Austin Peay's just been a money under team for like two and a half months at this point. So I'm mm-hmm. sticking with those angles. I think this one is slow and ugly. SIUE P under one, 128 and a half. That's Let's it fellas. It. That's it. Thank you everybody for tuning in. We are off tomorrow. No show Friday. We'll be back for the maybe the last really truly huge Saturday slate of the year. Saturday slate, yeah. They're starting to dwindle as conference tournaments pick up, uh, but we'll be here at eleven fifteen a.m. Eastern, talking as many games as we can fit into that period. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Cheers to Bet Rivers and uh, Field of sixty-eight for setting this show up.